Well, hello, everybody. This is uh, John Larkin. Uh, I am currently with Clarendon Capital, which is a private equity firm that invests solely in transportation and logistics companies. Uh, prior to that, um, I've spent many years in investment banking and in research, uh, also focused exclusively on transportation and logistics. And uh, in talking with some of the, the FreightWaves executives about what would be a good topic to address here today, we decided that SPACs would be uh, an excellent topic. And uh, my former uh, partner and I, John Engstrom, who's currently at FreightWaves, some people refer to him as JT, I might add, suggested it would be great if we could uh, line up Dan Hennessy, who has really been a pioneer in the SPAC world, particularly in the uh, transportation uh, and logistics uh, universe. Um, I believe his first SPAC was for a company called Bluebird Bus, which manufactures uh, school buses, one of the big three. And the second one was with uh, Dasky, which is a, a consolidation of flatbed and specialized in heavy haul trucking companies, uh, making it the, the biggest flatbed and specialized uh, heavy haul company in the United States, and maybe the world for that matter. So um, that's, that's my background and, and the topic, and I, I thought I would turn the mic over to, to Dan, who's with me here today, calling in from uh, Wyoming, and let him talk a little bit about his background and how he uh, came to the idea that, that SPACs might be a, a good alternative in the capital markets today. Dan? Sure. Well, it's uh, thank you, John. It's it's great to see you again and to be here with you and, and with the FreightWaves team. And thank you so much for inviting me to participate. So a little bit of background. Uh, I began my investment career at a private equity firm, Code Hennessy & Simmons, based in Chicago. We had a great 25-year run, 1988, all the way through about 2015. Uh, but towards the end of, of our... Uh, of our investment horizon there, uh, we decided to uh, wind down the portfolio. And so I put myself, as I call it, through SPAC school in 2013. And we put our first SPAC on file seven years ago, October of 2013, John. So it's, it's, it's been a while. Back then, as I like to say, SPACs were the, uh, were, it was a four-letter word. They were, they were the skunk at the garden party. No one was particularly interested in, in hearing much or learning much about SPACs. So we raised our first SPAC in early 2014, and then we're really fortunate uh, to have met the folks who, at the time, owned Bluebird. And Bluebird Corporation, the Fort Valley, Georgia-based bus company, and the private equity firm Cerberus Capital Management had owned them for a decade they were looking for an exit opportunity, and we were very fortunate to have been able to put together a business combination, meaning we took the private company Bluebird and merged it up into our SPAC, HCAC. And John, you and the Stiefel team were tremendous supporters and, and advisors of ours at that time, and uh, for which we're most appreciative. And so Bluebird became publicly listed on NASDAQ and is today under the ticker BLBD. And 
So the reason, the real reason and, and purpose behind that, two things. One is Cerberus needed an exit from the investment, and they ultimately achieved that after we listed, and their, their shares became publicly traded as well, and they could, they could uh, effectively uh, liquidate those shares. And secondly, we brought capital to Bluebird. Bluebird needed capital to grow. They needed capital to invest in alternative fuels, which they did, and we're really proud of that. And also, they are the first, as far as I know, the first with a fully commercialized all-electric school bus on the road today, operational. And so, when we just to give you an example, when we started, the Bluebird was approximately 10% alternative fuels, including propane, and 90% diesel. Now we're 50% diesel and 50% alternative fuels and all electric. So that's quite a journey, an acceleration of what I call this brown to green transition. I predict in the next, I predict in the next, within the next five years, Bluebird will be all, all alternative and all electric, zero diesel. That's, that's my prediction. And that, that, that's the way the industry is going for sure. Well, that, that, that's a great um, story about your first uh, SPAC, Dan. Uh, there may be some viewers out there that don't really know what a SPAC is, and uh, you know the, the letters that form the acronym are SPAC, and that stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Corporation, or SPAC, and it's it's a very unique uh, vehicle in that an experienced investor that has a great track record like Dan, for example, which he developed uh, as a private equity investor at Code Hennessy, which he mentioned a minute ago, uh, decides he wants to raise capital uh, via a SPAC. So he goes out to uh, institutional investors primarily who say, you know, I, I really trust Dan's investment judgment, his team's investment judgment, and I'm willing to give him, uh, you know, 20 or 30 million dollars, uh, provided that he stays within his articulated uh, focus area, which I believe was uh, the industrial segment at the time. And uh, let's say Dan were to raise, pick a number, 200 million dollars. Um, he then has uh, two years, usually, uh, to find a company uh, to merge with which immediately uh, makes that private company public. Uh, one of the interesting nuances with the SPAC is that the investors who invested in the SPAC originally have the option of agreeing that this is a good company to merge with or, on the other hand, uh, exiting stage left. Um, they get their money back, their principal, plus some interest, for having it sit there for a year or a year and a half, however long it takes to find the merger partner. And uh, usually the um, investment banking advisor uh, to the SPAC has lined up what I'll call backstop capital uh, in the form of converts, warrants, other equity-linked uh, securities that can fill the, the gap created by the people who exit uh, stage left, who decide they don't want to be in the school bus manufacturing business or the flatbed heavy haul uh, trucking business. So uh, once that uh, dance is completed, 
the shares of Hennessy Capital Acquisition Corp. One, for example, uh, become the publicly traded shares of Bluebird Bus Company. And uh, the company behaves like any other public company going forward, except that um, investors can rest assured that an experienced person who understands investments inside and out is on the board, Dan and maybe one or two of his partners, who can really guide the company uh, during the early years of being a public company, because that's a, a pretty tricky world, uh, especially... Uh, given all the uh, filing requirements with the SEC and the interaction that's required with uh, public equity investors. So what, what's, what's quite interesting, uh, really, this year, in the year 2020, which some people call the mulligan year because of COVID, uh, certainly things look pretty bleak in uh, the April-May timeframe, but thankfully it bounced back uh, quite nicely. Um, in the public equity markets and in the freight markets in particular. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, SPACs, which were pretty infrequently used <clears throat> on Wall Street, became very, very popular. It's been increasingly popular over the last few years. But really, this year, they, they've arrived on the scene in what I'll call an avalanche. And uh, one of the sectors that the SPACs have focused on is the electric vehicle space or the alternative uh, fuel space. And uh, you probably read in Freightwaves, uh, all you listeners, that uh, Nikola, in fact, went public via the SPAC route and has had somewhat of a tumultuous uh, initial history here with the founder having to step down and so forth. I'll let you read more about that. But um, a SPAC is a, is a nice alternative for a company that wants to go uh, to the public markets. Uh, the other alternative is a regular way IPO, let's call it, uh, the way most companies have gone public historically. The other alternative typically is for companies to partner up with a private equity firm and, and stay private, but have some very smart uh, institutional money um, uh, alongside them as as more of a partnership. So Dan, maybe maybe you can uh, illuminate us a little bit more on what makes this back so attractive and, and why somebody like yourself would would find that to be a, a great vehicle in today's markets. Sure, sure, John. Thank you. So there. Are there are a couple of different use cases for SPACs, and I mentioned one. We had a private equity firm with, that owned Bluebird, an iconic brand, and, and was looking for an exit. In the second case, and this, this also is, is uh, a name that many of, of you in the audience will know or have heard of, we partnered up with Don Dasky, a Dallas-based entrepreneur, who had built up a sizable flatbed, heavy haul, uh, open deck, specialized group of carriers under the Dasky name privately. And Don saw an opportunity to continue consolidating the open deck flatbed market, but lacked capital. He had actually gone all the way down the road to a regular way IPO, which John referred to, and unfortunately, the so-called window closed. It actually slammed shut. 
And so Don had all these potential acquisitions that were ready to be acted upon and acquired and added to the Dasky brand, but he lacked the capital. So we were introduced to Don and his team by the Stiefel team, and we came to an agreement with him and brought Dasky public. And then we, within 15 months, we doubled the size of the business, okay, from about 700 million of revenues to close to a billion eight of revenues, 1.8 billion within, uh, within 18 months as a public company. Because now we had access to capital and certainly stock, which could be used as currency or consideration for these, these acquisitions that we added to Dasky. So there, we clear, the SPAC was clearly an enabler and a catalyst for growth. And so it was just a classic example of how you can build uh, an organization and accelerate growth uh, under, under a team, with a team, in partnership with a team. And I continue to serve as a board member for Dasky today. In the other example, John, I'd like to offer up, we just in August signed our definitive agreement to bring public Canoe, Canoe Holdings. Canoe is a, a leader and we believe the, the unrivaled leader in, in electrification, other than Tesla. And so we'll be bringing Canoe Public here in Q4. We're providing over $600 million of capital between our SPAC, HCAC4, and the pipe that we also raised in conjunction with our agreement, our definitive agreement. And so Canoe will then accelerate their path to commercialization and, and start a production on our what we call our lifestyle vehicle. Uh, that's a B2C product offering. And we're also going to advance and bring forward our B2B product offering, the final mile delivery van. We, again, all electric. Think of, think of Dan and Bluebird and Dasky and his electric vehicle company uh, as as an alternative when you're when you're thinking about uh, the various ways to raise capital to continue uh, financing the growth of your business. But I think we're out of time, so it's 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 time to sign off. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and more importantly, thank Dan for sharing with us uh, his wisdom on a uh, very interesting financial vehicle, uh, that being the SPAC. Thanks very much, Dan. Okay, thank you, John. Great to be together.